Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast, uh, Pastor Patrick, where we talk about new headlines, sports stories, and my goodness, do we have a slew of stories coming in right now. Uh, we have the Lakers. They're going old school. That's right. Oldest team in the league now. They're the oldest team last year. A lot of stuff to get to today. Uh, hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Let's uh, just go ahead and dive in right now. The Lakers acquired Russell Westbrook. A lot's happened in a week because last time I was on the podcast, you know, none of this really transpired, but the Lakers acquired Russell Westbrook, which is incredible, but they also got a little bit older. They moved some pieces around. They traded Kyle Kuzma away. Some of those other guys, you know, young core guys, which I, I don't have a problem with. I just hope they can, you know, find a way to make it work uh, because... LeBron, he does this. This is the this is the most I've seen him blow up a team in year three. He's now the longest tenured Laker, which is just incredible. Um, you know, when he got there, Lonzo, jeez, uh, I can't even remember who was all on that team. Uh, Brandon Ingram. Um, we had Kyle Kuzma. They were a young group of guys who kind of unproven, but he came in and he you know blew it up that year. Next year, he traded it up and got Anthony Davis. Next year moves pieces around, you know, and it's just it's just a cycle of moving, which is fine. I have my concerns, but I'm not as worried as some other people. Some other people may be more worried than me uh, in the sports media world, and that's fine. That's their opinion of what the Lakers are. They are older, so they they gave up Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, Contavious Caldwell Pope, guys, and they lost Alex Caruso, which was kind of expected he was going to take a big deal, but that was kind of LeBron's guy. I'm going to break down their roster a little bit right now, and I'm going to kind of predict on where I see them finishing. Um, do I think they have playoff chances? Uh, I think they do, but you know how far they go. It's an older team. I, I'm more positive about it, though, than other people. So let's just go ahead and see who they acquired in the new Lakers team <laughs> because they traded it up and boy, did they move stuff around. Uh, Dwight Howard, they got him for one year on $2.64 million. He's 36, but I'm going to make the case for Dwight Howard. He played hard and aggressive when he was with the Lakers. Granted, he's a couple years older. But still, I think he could be dominant for them knowing his role, him and AD, kind of bringing that familiarity back uh, to the Lakers. They got him, 36. I think he'll be great uh, rebounding, um, you know, playing strong and physical uh, in the paint. So not a bad move in my opinion. Next, we have Wayne Elliott. They signed him for the same amount, $2.64 million. So he turns 34 in November, and he's been in the league, even a 12-year veteran, he played for the Lakers, actually, in 2014 and 15, and he is a career 38% shooter from the three-point range, including 42% last year, and I kind of like that move. That move, some people are like Wayne Ellington, but that's not a bad percentage. Again, also, not a great percentage, but it's something, right? And then they bring in Kent Bazemore on a one-year deal, $2.4 million. He's been in the league nine years, 32. Uh... He, he was at his best in 2013-14. Now, he's averaged, uh, his high, I think, was 13.1 points per game in his lone season before now uh, joining, without joining the Lakers, or with joining the Lakers. So I, I like that move, too. He'll be a strong starter for them. Um, definitely, they have definitely veterans 
who have played quite a bit before. We're in the 30s, the ages of uh, 30. Uh, then we go down to Trevor Ariza, one year, 2.64 million. Um, he's been in the league 17 years. He's 36. Um, he's he's played with big names like Kobe Bryant, Luke Walton, Derek Fisher, Jordan Farmer. He's he's been in the league quite a long time. And it's funny because most of these guys did play with the Lakers, and that's what's kind of interesting about all these moves. Not a bad move, though. He can hit He can hit the shots, be stationary, uh, kick it out to him. He can hit the shots. The big one, on Tuesday, the Lakers reportedly added another um, star to the team, 18-year veteran Carmelo Anthony. And here's the deal why I like Carmelo. He proved why he still belonged in the league when he was with Portland. The, the shooting percentage went up. He came in. He was a spark. I think this may be, you know, one of the better moves that's kind of underrated by the Lakers this year. Um, they landed him on a one-year deal for two point, or $2.64 million. Not a bad price to get Carmelo Anthony. Uh, him and LeBron will finally be able to uh, play together. And I think Carmelo's stoked about this, uh, that he's going to finally get to play uh, with LeBron. Because there was talk they were going to play together, you know, and... Uh, way back but I think he's he's stoked to get in there again these guys have played they're they're a solid team uh Marcus all he's joining them he's 36 he's coming back uh then he would rather come back to the Lakers rather than retire so so now he'll he'll be back he'll be a good uh down low presence for them and then of course you know you have James Westbrook and Anthony Davis. These guys are the center point. Um, Russell Westbrook is going to be uh, um, amazing for them, I believe, 100%. And we talked about it in you know last week's podcast, but they they definitely made the right decision with getting Russell Westbrook. And some people are saying Showtime's back in Los Angeles. It's, I believe that's, that's true. I think they are going to be a better team than last year. I do. Personally, I think they will be. There's some people that think... You know, they, they've lost a lot. They maybe have lost some fresher legs um, going into the season who can play those minutes in the regular season. We'll see uh, how the nutrition holds up, how their bodies hold up, if they don't break down. But I have more optimism than some. I'm very optimistic about it. You have to be optimistic. Now, speaking of free agency, uh, the Heat got older. They added um, Kyle Lowry. Um, the net. The Nets got a bunch of older guys, you know. The Suns have a youth, but then they also got uh, 36-year-old Chris Paul coming back on a four-year deal. So this is the one thing. It's like, I don't believe that, you know, the Lakers are going to be, you know, hurt by the older guys. I think it's going to help them, actually. <laughs> I think LeBron's excited uh, to get, you know, Dwight Howard back and all that. Like again, you're seeing these older guys stick around because they're taking care of themselves more. Uh, the longevity uh, that you're seeing in the league. Um, honestly, I think maybe the Lakers need to add one or two more pieces. Uh, Three-point shooting, just, just I think you got to because you kind of gave up Alex Caruso, Kyle Kuzma, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and Montrezl Harrell. Not as much him, but they they hit their shots. You know, they scored quite a bit for the Lakers. Uh, I think Lakers fans are happy to see Kyle Kuzma out the door. I do believe that is a good move finally by them. He never did quite live up to what he was kind of promising the L.A. Lakers he was. But no doubt I think he'll have great growth there in Washington. 
But the Lakers, they are a dark horse this year. I, I think people are going to say they're old, and LeBron's already taken a shot at the haters. Um, you know, these are my guys, he said. Uh, just watch us. And I, I'm pretty optimistic. I think the Lakers will make a deep run in the playoffs. Whether Now, I, as I say that, we will have to see when they get to the playoff, when you have older veterans, typically you get to the playoffs and that's where they shine. But the regular season is more of a concern. I think if they get to the playoffs, they're golden. I think they're set. But you got to get to the playoffs with the nutrition holding up in the regular season, right? So I have the Lakers making a deep playoff run. I think they're better than a lot of people give them credit for right now. Um, I think also the Nets made some key moves. The Heat got better. Um, they stole P.J. Tucker away from Milwaukee, so in turn they you know, hurt the Milwaukee Bucks a little bit. I think Milwaukee is going to make a run back to the NBA Finals. I believe they're going to uh, go back-to-back at least to the Finals. Um, they kind of got the chemistry down way more um, this year. They're just, they're, they're ready to go. <laughs> Uh, so definitely the Lakers, um, they need to add a few more pieces. They lost Andre Drummond, but you know, they gained that back with Dwight Howard, uh, what, what he was. So I, I believe LeBron James, he needed this because he, he does this, he does this with a lot of teams and he's doing it more as he's getting older, but I don't blame him because the clock is ticking, you know, father time, he's got to get another championship I know I know that he knows it he's he's looking at the the clock and saying you know what I'm not as young as I used to be he I think he's coming to the realization of that and Anthony Davis he wanted to pass the torch to Anthony Davis and Anthony Davis just he didn't have that nutrition he wasn't he didn't work on himself honestly in the offseason and it showed you can't get into basketball shape without doing the work in the offseason so good on the Lakers I think they got better quite a bit better Russell Westbrook, that dynamic, what he's going to do for them is huge. Um, Yeah, so kudos on them. And we're going to move on now to the Bulls because they also had a very good free agency. I mean, we're talking great, right up there. I think one of the best with the Lakers. Uh, The Bulls, we'll get into this on who they added. So they went ahead and they added, I think, one of the biggest pieces, Lonzo Ball. Uh, Lonzo has proved that he can take that next step. He proved that with the Pelicans. Rough start with the Lakers. A lot of noise surrounding Lonzo Ball, you know, the Ball brothers and their their father. But he went to the Pelicans, and he improved uh, everything about his game. His defense, oh, man. I think the Bulls are going to be one of the top defensive teams next year. So the biggest move I see is they've got somebody that can now run the floor and, you know, be that manager, quarterback of sorts for the, the Chicago Bulls. They, they got 10 times better. Then they went and added Alex Caruso, which, again, the defensive, you know, mindset. He's a baller. He is going to bring that defensive intensity. You know he is. He was one of the Lakers' better players when it came to defense. And then another huge move, because they needed somebody that can be an offensive weapon and create their own shot. And DeMar DeRozan... He he fits that bill perfectly. The the Bulls got ten times better, and then of course you know you got Zach Levine coming back. You know then they got you know Laurie Markinen. Markinen. Oh god, man, I can't say his name right now. Uh, then they got Kobe White, and I think Kobe White's gonna be the sixth man. But the Bulls, they are you know the sleeper team right up there with the Lakers. Those two teams for me, 
got 10 times better. They they showed the improvement. They showed the growth. Uh, Nikolai Jokic, he is going to be, not Jokic, sorry. Gosh, I got to learn how to pronounce the name. Nikolai Vavucevic. I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> uh, he's going to be their center, and he's amazing talent. They're just going to be a better team overall. Um, the the Knicks added Kemba Walker, which I think is the smarter move you can make if you're the Knicks. You know, you, you're not going to get that big free agent, of course, so you're going to have to go for, you know, uh, a decent player like Kemba Walker. He can manage the team now. Uh, and I think that'll help, you know, take the pressure off uh, D. Rose, you know, and R.J. Barrett, those guys. I think that's going to help, you know, delegate some of that uh, offense. And they also extended, the Knicks also went ahead and extended Randall for $117 million. They're going all in on Randall. They love that guy, Julius Randall. And he played great for them. He played great. So, no doubt, the Lakers won, the Bulls won, I believe the Knicks won. And also the Heat, because they added Kyle Lowry. Those few teams just got better, and they added P.J. Tucker. Excuse me. So, those teams, in my opinion, dominated free agency. And speaking of free agency, because we're not done talking about the NBA and free agency, because uh, NBA doesn't stop. They just don't. You know, they're going 100 miles an hour throughout the whole year. The top 10 free agents right now. Number one is Kawhi Leonard. Now, I believe 100% he's just going to sign right back up with, uh, you know, the Clippers. I don't think there's any doubt. He's definitely going to sign back up. And then my, you know, number two is Dennis Schroeder, because uh, Dennis Schroeder is still a free agent. Um, nobody really knows where he's going to go. Uh, I, you know, he, he could sign back up with the Lakers. He would have to take a lot less money to do it. I don't see that happening. And then you got Kelly Oubre Jr. Nobody really understands where he's going to go yet. Uh, I, he could sign back up with the with the Golden State Warriors and make a run. Now, I don't know if he would want to because Klay Thompson is, of course, going to take a lot of minutes back. He's just going to. Uh, then, you know, you got Laurie Markkinen, even though I think he will be, he's coming back to the Chicago Bulls. He's a restricted free agent. Reggie Jackson, some big names. Um, he's He's got to find a new team. You know, um, Josh Hart, that's a name that the Lakers could add. He's a free agent. Could add him. Even Andre Iguodala, if they want to just get even older, why not add him? <laughs> Again, though, I think they need to go with, you know, some offense. Justin Winslow, he still needs a team. Um, J.J. Redick, oh, that one, that one could be good for the Lakers. I think J.J. Redick, I think they should target J.J. Redick. If not him, they need to bring back Wesley Matthews. Uh, you know, maybe a few of those guys. Really look at them. So, DeMar- DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, Alfred Payton, the list goes on. I mean, even Frank Kaminsky, he's free agent, unrestricted free agent. So NBA doesn't stop. A lot of different storylines with the NBA. A lot of free agent moves that are still going to happen, I believe, 100%. Now we're going to shift a little bit, and we're going to go over to the other league, the NFL. We are close, ladies and gentlemen. We are very close to the NFL being back in. Uh, the swing of things. We got Colts drama. We have Aaron Rodgers drama. We we got our new our next team to break down in my top five teams. I mean, we, we got a lot to get to. But I want to start with this because Carson Wentz has had the worst luck. I mean, I'm starting to feel for the guy a little bit. 
you know, he so he hurt his foot. Um, he'll be out 12 weeks, but it could be less. That's what even Rappaport, uh, you know, has reported. Um, they will remove the bone in his foot and do some, you know, surgery down there. I just feel for him. And then you got guys like Nick Foles, you know, petitioning to come to the Colts. It's just, it's a mess right now. And I don't know, you know, Carson Wentz mindset. I hope he comes back. I was, I was looking forward to seeing him. I thought he would make some noise for the Colts, you know, going back to kind of the Midwestern feel and back to his roots almost. Um, I think it's the worst thing that could have happened to Wentz. It's crazy to think that he was so dominant a few years back. But the Colts, you know, they they kind of rebounded. They signed Brent Hudley <laughs> uh, and defensive tackle Joy Ivey. I don't think signing Brent Hudley was, like, the greatest move, but they had to do something, add a little more depth. It'll definitely be interested to see uh, what's going to happen. And he needs his athleticism. Carson Wentz, if he wants to be dominant, he's, it's, it's tough because there's a lot of drama around him and he was the little, you know, glimpse of hope that they had, you know, Jacksonville is going to be a good team. Houston is dysfunctional. I think Jacksonville and the Tennessee Titans are their, you know, biggest competitors there, but no doubt interesting to see what happens there. And the Aaron Dra- Aaron Rodgers drama, it is Aaron drama, but Aaron Rodgers drama is still going on. Uh, he, you know, he came out, he made some headlines when he just went guns a-blazing with the Packers organization. Don't know what's going to happen all there. I do know that the Packers are just happy to have him in the building. They're, they're just glad to have him back. Um, and I think it's going to be better for... Uh, the Packers organization, really, and their fans. They're going to get more wins with Aaron Rodgers there. Even though I don't agree with how he went about it, I see why the Packers wanted him back. They're going to get more wins than they would with Jordan Love, even though I have a lot of faith that Jordan Love is going to be very good when he comes back. So, you know, team's getting ready. We got the Dallas Cowboys with hard knocks. They got Dak Prescott back working. Training camps here in full swing. We got video of Sam Darnold slinging the ball. Uh, we got Trevor Lawrence. I'm looking at some of these videos, and it's it's really incredible. Baker Mayfield, a lot of pressure on Baker Mayfield. A lot of pressure. Uh, tons of pressure, actually, and he's going to have to show up. And a lot of pressure also on Tua. Tua's going to have to move around, show a little more athleticism, I believe, show that little it factor. Lamar Jackson's, of course, is looking great. Ben, Big Ben, all these quarterbacks really showing uh what they're made of right now in training camp. And it's it's very interesting to watch, and we're going to definitely follow a lot of these guys and the, the pressure that's on them, the storyline, really. Because the pressure that's apparently, I, I don't think it's apparently, I think the most pressure on any NFL quarterback this year is Dak Prescott. I do. I think it's Dak Prescott easily. He signed that big deal. Uh, he's... This is the year the Cowboys, even though they're top-heavy, this is the year Dak Prescott's going to have to show not only his leadership abilities, because we know Dak Prescott, he he's a leader. In the locker room, guys love him. He's a leader. He you know has that commitment to the game. But that's all great and fine and dandy, but you really need to show that next step. And what I mean by that next step is the tough throw, the mobility, the playmaking, clutch moments. Show that clutchness, because... As of right now, Dak Prescott has not clutched up in my eyes. He just hasn't. 
That's my opinion. He's Kirk Cousins right now. I need him to prove me wrong. And I know Cowboys fans know that deep in their heart. I know you guys do. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Washington fan. Kirk Cousins destroyed me for like five years as a Washington fan. I know how you're feeling, Cowboys fans. You signed this guy to a big deal. It's it's time to uh, it's time to show up, Dak. He's definitely got the most pressure on him in my eyes, at least. And, you know, Baker's got pressure on him. Uh, Carson Wentz had pressure on him, but now he's hurt. Trevor Lawrence has got a little pressure, but not crazy amount because he's just a rookie. But Dak Prescott definitely has the pressure. So now I want to get into my next team because, you know, the last few weeks we've been breaking down uh, teams that are my top five that I believe that are the top five teams that are going to make the best run at the Super Bowl. So starting out that, you know, starting out on the list, we had my top five. Today we are breaking down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Last week we did the Packers. Today is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't really even need to say much on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> I mean, they're they're easily, easily the top team to go back to the Super Bowl. You know, they, they inked Todd Bowles for a new three-year deal, which is huge for them. That That's a smart move. We've seen the Bucs. They've done this. And I think it's because of Brady. They have consistently made the smart move. They've consistently made it. They, they've shown up and they've said, you know what, let's really put our time, effort, and thinking into this. And they have turned their organization around. And a lot of that is due to Brady. I mean, he's got his tequila brand. He's got, he's got all, you know, TB12. He's got all these other facets of his life. But when he came to Tampa Bay, he changed the culture. He did. And Tampa Bay fans are, you should be ecstatic. Because they got, Tampa, they got uh, Tom Brady. They got Leonard Fournette. You know, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, this team is stacked. That defense, it's not even a question. Um, their record is going to be uh, majority Ws. Um, they're going to make it into the playoffs. I think they will repeat, and they will get back to the Super Bowl uh, for the NFC. I, I, could, I think I see a uh, Packers-Tampa Bay rematch, actually, and I still think the Buccaneers come out on top. <laughs> I do. And, you know, they even brought back Antonio Brown for all the drama that's with Antonio Brown. They brought him back. And, you know, I think I think that's great for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, just a lot of great moves by them. They got a great running game. Todd Bowles, uh, gonna have them guys playing inspired football. Uh, great head coach. And Tom Brady... He's really for the great thing about Tom Brady is he made it all click. I mean, you put the pressure on him. COVID year, no training camp, shows up, has those guys come out to practice on a practice field, you know, off the record training <laughs> with his guys to get that chemistry built up. And they've they've never looked back. He he's shown why he's the GOAT and Tampa Bay has him, and because of that, they're gonna make a serious run uh, for the Super Bowl again. That's, you know, next week we're going to have the Chiefs. So Chiefs fans, you know, I'm in Missouri and Chiefs fans, they love me around here because I'm so honest about what I believe about the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. I get a lot of hate from Chiefs fans, uh, mainly because I don't, you know, put Patrick Mahomes on the pedestal that a lot of people around here do. I still have him as number two quarterback in the league. Don't get me wrong. It's Brady and then Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes is better than Brady in the physical aspect, you know, the running, the playmaking, he's a little bit better in that area. But when it comes to 
clutching up, which he's he's great in that area too. They're so neck and neck, but I just got to give the edge to Brady right now. It'll be Patrick Mahomes' league eventually. Just patience. But we're going to break down the Chiefs next week, um, see what see what really they're all about going into next year. I think they're going to be – they're still number one on everybody's list to make it to the Super Bowl. They are, and I, I don't – I don't have a problem with that for the AFC. I don't really see anyone in the AFC that's going to challenge them. Maybe the Browns are going to give them a run for their money. Uh, but other than the Browns, oh man, I just I don't see the team that's going to stand up to them. So that's that's a little bit of the uh, the news surrounding a couple of the NFL stories, a couple of the NBA stories. I want to get on one last topic before we end the show today. And it's a storyline about Aaron Rodgers. No surprise here. I want to talk about who I see him going to next year, because I know there's a lot of suitors. I mean, there's a lot of suitors. There's a lot of rumors that he's going to go to the Denver Broncos. He's going to go, you know, to the Raiders. He's going to want to go back out west. People are saying maybe he'll want to go to the 49ers. He'll want to get traded somewhere. Um, My number one team my opinions change. Some people have even said Washington, and even though I'd love to see that happen, I don't see the Washington football team giving up enough capital to get him. What I see him doing and where I see him going is the Miami Dolphins. It's simple, really, because he saw what Brady did. Think about this. Beautiful destination, warm weather, jet skis, house by the beach. I mean, This guy, he's looking at the destination, golf courses, things to do, you know, great weather, uh, environment. He could have a home there. Him and his fiance could live out there uh, during the season or, you know, at least just have a home there. And it's, it's a vacation destination. It's exactly what Brady did with Tampa. Go to Florida. (laughs) <laughs> when in doubt, just go to Florida. Uh, similarities. He's gonna leave Green. He's gonna leave Green Bay. Cold weather. Brady left uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Cold weather. It makes so much sense when you look at it. Tampa Bay had a great defense, appealing to Brady. Miami Dolphins have a great defense, appealing to Rodgers, and they have some weapons. And I believe Devontae Adams. I think he'll follow. I think he will. Uh, I'm not going to sign an extension with the Packers. I think this is all part of Aaron Rodgers' plans. Um, I think, mark my words right now, I think he is going to sign with the Miami Dolphins next year. And I think he will make a run for the Super Bowl with the Dolphins. I see that as one of the uh, more likely potential signing deals. Now, the Miami Dolphins will have to give up something. They'll have to give up maybe a few first-rounders. You know, we'll see how he does this year. Maybe only a couple first-rounders and a couple players, decent players. But I think they'll replace them. They'll have that defensive core. Uh, I do not see Tua, sadly, Dolphins fans. I know you guys want Tua to be your starting quarterback. And I have faith in Tua. I do. But if they have a chance to get Aaron Rodgers, they will. Unless Tua comes out and, you know, is an MVP this year, they will go get Rodgers if they get a call. Uh I believe that's Aaron Rodgers' number one destination. Um, I'm calling it right now. So remember that I said this. The Miami Dolphins will have Aaron Rodgers next year because he will also be the savior, just like Brady was for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He'll be the savior for the Miami Dolphins if he can bring a Super Bowl to them. They haven't won. They 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 need some hope right now. They haven't won in a long time. Uh, he'd be the best quarterback they've had since Dan Marino. 
But Aaron Rodgers, that's his. That's my destination for him. That's my destination. He's going to take Devontae Adams with him. He's going to do what Brady did. He's going to try and replicate it. Because when someone has greatness and you are not uh, living up to your full potential, what you want to do is you want to acquire that greatness. And you might want to follow the same pattern as somebody, one of your peers. So, no doubt, I believe that's where he's going to go. That's my final topic of the day. Also, Robert Griffin III, he chooses ESPN. I'm a huge Robert Griffin III fan, so I'm excited to see what he does with ESPN, um, whether he's a broadcaster, announcer, uh, play-by-play caller on Monday Night Football eventually. I'd love to see it. Uh, The guy's got uh, potential to be one of the better uh, broadcasters. in the in the in the uh, NF and ESPN family, excuse me, I'm stumbling over my words. Uh, I've enjoyed talking to you guys today. Um, that's just a fun little tidbit at the end of our show. Uh, and please uh, hit me up on uh, my different media accounts again. Direct message me if you have any questions. If you think I need to cover something better, uh, follow me on Twitter. Um, really, I love doing the podcast. It would mean uh, so much to get a uh, little feedback from you guys. Uh, leave a review, you know, hit that star button. If you give me two stars, that's fine. If you give me five, that would be even better. Uh, <laughs> enough said there, really. And uh, catch me next week. I'm going to be breaking down my next team uh, in the NFL, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. So, Chiefs fans, just get ready because I'm going to be breaking them down. Uh, defense, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. We're going to talk about it all next week. We're going to talk about it all. So guys, thank you again for listening. Um, Like I said, follow me on all my social media platforms. Uh, We'll catch you guys next week and have a good one.